Well, with apologies to Yogi Berra, it is over before it's over. I'm not waiting for Ohio State to put the finishing touches on the route that's going on in Ohio Stadium. It's 63-5 to now after Miami jumped to a 5-0 lead, a grand slam and a solo shot. Put the Red Hawks up early, but the uh, Buckeyes got the offense going. Boy, did they in the second quarter with uh, six touchdowns. Justin Fields accounted or had a hand in all of them, Ohio State looking like a sixth-ranked team should look against a middle-of-the-road MAC opponent. Not a shot at Miami. Just saying. You thought Ohio State was going to sleepwalk through this entire game? No. That went away after J.K. Dobbins got him on the board. 26-yard run. The route was on, and it continues. The backups are in. Justin Fields is out of the game. He's uh, safe, sound, and now sitting with 19 touchdowns as Ohio State heads for a Saturday night game at Lincoln, Nebraska. Hi, everybody. It's Immediate Reaction Spielman and Hooley podcast after Ohio State moves to 4-0 on the season. Chris is not with me today. He is in Philadelphia. He'll have the Lions and the Eagles tomorrow. Production meetings all afternoon. He doesn't set the agenda. And he said, besides, they don't have Big Ten Network in the hotel where he is staying, so he couldn't watch the game, but I'm sure he's getting updates on his phone. Uh, We all know that the game that... We all watched, at least I think, we probably all watched with a lot more anticipation than we watched Ohio State today because what has ended up happening in the horseshoe is what we expected to happen. The game we had our eyes on was to identify the team that's going to give Ohio State, theoretically, the biggest trouble this year. The noon kickoff, the big noon kickoff between Michigan and Wisconsin at Camp Randall. And I'm not surprised. I'm really not surprised by what I saw. 35-14, it wasn't that close, folks. It wasn't that close. It was 35-0. Wisconsin did whatever it wanted to, however it wanted to, when it wanted to. And it played without Jonathan Taylor in the second quarter because he had muscle cramps in his legs. And it didn't matter. Uh, I am utterly... um, I guess, disgusted by what I saw from Michigan today. And you say, well, you're an Ohio State fan. I mean, didn't you enjoy that? No, I didn't enjoy that because there's an old saying in the Big Ten, which I typically poo-poo and make fun of. Gene Smith throws it out all the time, a rising tide raises all boats, which, you know, I think is nonsense when you're paying attention to what Northwestern and Purdue and Rutgers and everybody else wants to do in the Big Ten, like all these knuckleheads should have an equal voice when it compares to Ohio State, which is clearly the big dog. No, Ohio State should have more of a voice because they bring in most of the money and most of the TV eyeballs. So in that sense, I hate the rising tide raises all boats thing. But in terms of the rest of the league helping to elevate Ohio State in the national conscience, that's real. And when the Big Ten is bad... And if Michigan is bad, the perception is the Big Ten is bad, then that doesn't help Ohio State. Now, let me just say, I have said before, and I will say again, and I will certainly not back off saying it after what I witnessed today in Ohio Stadium, that Ohio State is not going to be a part of a nuanced conversation at the end of the college football season. Well, should we put them in or should we not put them in? They have a loss here. No. 
There's not going to be an Iowa on this year's schedule. There's not going to be a Purdue on this year's schedule. There's not going to be a comparative analysis of Ohio State's loss to Georgia's loss to Notre Dame's loss. It's not going to happen. Ohio State's going to be an undefeated football team at the end of the regular season. But I will say, though, today, I'm beginning to wonder about whether it'll be as easy to dispatch Wisconsin as I previously thought. Wisconsin's pretty good. Wisconsin's pretty good. Their quarterback is serviceable, which is more I could say, or ever did say, about Alex Hornibrook. Jack Cohn is Wisconsin's quarterback. He was okay today, but he's not Justin Fields. Man, Justin Fields, spectacular today in Ohio Stadium. Yes, he committed his first turnover, and he fumbled through the end zone on a strip sack and put Ohio State down 2-0, and then Miami took it down, kicked a 21-yard field goal to go up 5-0. But then J.K. Dobbins scored from 26 yards away, and then listen to this second quarter for your, I'll say it, Heisman finalist Justin Fields. 53-yard touchdown pass to K.J. Hill. Seven and six-yard touchdown runs for the uh, Georgia transfer, Justin Fields. Then consecutive touchdown passes of 13 yards to Chris Olave, 30 yards to Ben Victor, and another 10-yarder to Chris Olave. That's six touchdowns, if you're counting, and they were because they were keeping score. Six touchdowns for Justin Fields in the second quarter, and the throw to Ben Victor. Wow, was that a beautiful throw. Holy smokes, was that a great throw by Justin Fields. Lobbed it over the defender, got it to Ben Victor, back line of the end zone. But the seven and six-yard runs cannot be ignored. This is the problem for teams trying to defend Ohio State. Let's just say, let's just say, we'll give you the benefit of the doubt here, Bucky the Badger, coming to Ohio Stadium on October the 26th. Let's just say you can slow down J.K. Dobbins, and let's just say... You find a way without your safeties both getting thrown out for targeting like they did today against uh, Dylan McCaffrey. Well, that was a nasty hit on Dylan McCaffrey. Ooh, that kid. He should. That kid who did that second targeting thing, the first one was bogus. The second one, wow, was that nasty. But let's just say Bucky the Badger's safeties managed to stay on the field. And they cover K.J. Hill and Austin Mack and Garrett Wilson. Tremendous catch by Garrett Wilson today for uh, touchdown number eight for Ohio State. And I didn't name all the receivers yet. Chris Olave and, oh, man, they just have so many. Victor, let's say they can do that. Let's say they can cover Jeremy Ruckert. Let's say they can uh, cover Rashad Berry. What are you going to do when Justin Fields runs the zone read or when Justin Fields escapes the pocket? He is the trump card that Ohio State has because of his running ability. And that's a problem for any team trying to take down the Ohio State Buckeyes. It's a big, 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 big Big-time problem. I'm going to touch on this with Spiels a little bit more on Monday. Maybe middle of next week, actually, because Monday we'll be reacting to the Browns and the Rams, which I'll get to momentarily, Browns and Rams on Sunday night. But there are a bunch of levels here to the Justin Fields story through four games, folks. A bunch of levels, okay? I got it. He's got 19 touchdowns, two more than Dwayne Haskins had through four games. He's going to be Ohio State's Heisman Trophy candidate because, look, Chase Young's not going to win the Heisman, so you pump the quarterback. That's just the life in the big city, as Urban would say. But the long view of this is, in light of what happened in Michigan today where Shea Patterson was bad and the Michigan offense was bad, Michigan fans need to look deeper than 35-14 to loss to Wisconsin. Because here's what the significance of today is. I thought Ohio State was taking an unnecessary risk when it went out and tried to woo Justin Fields to Columbus in the transfer portal. You had Tate Martell, you had Matthew 
Baldwin. You were set at the quarterback position because those are guys Ohio State wanted. I mean, these guys just didn't show up here on the doorstep. They they were wanted by Ohio State. So you go get Fields, and I said at the time, you get Justin Fields, these guys are going to leave, and sure enough, they left. And Justin Fields, if you watched him last year at Georgia, he wasn't all that. I mean, Jake Fromm's okay, but you know Justin Fields played like this last year. I think Jake Fromm's sitting and watching. So Justin Fields comes here, and I'm thinking, why are they running this risk? Well, now I don't have that question anymore because Justin Fields is phenomenal. And why is Justin Fields phenomenal? Well, sure, he was born with an array of quarterbacking talents. Of course, yes. But the raw materials, folks, have been refined by Ryan Day, have been refined by Mike Yersich, have been refined by Kevin Wilson in the offense. The Ohio State coaching staff is getting the most out of Justin Fields. So doesn't it stand a reason when the day comes and Justin Fields moves on to the NFL and he can't leave until the end of next year? That's the earliest he can leave. Doesn't it stand a reason that if Ryan Day can identify the raw materials that he needs in a quarterback and he can get this kind of a performance out of Justin Fields, that he'll be able to identify what he needs in a quarterback to replace Justin Fields and to come in and play exceptional football. Look at JT Barrett and Dwayne Haskins under Ryan Day's tutelage with a few backups thrown in. Had 90 touchdown passes in two years with Ryan Day here. 90. Now, I don't think Fields is going to throw for 50 this year like Haskins, but he might account for 50 because he's going to score some running the ball. So it's present value Justin Fields stock up. Future value, Justin Fields, stock up. Future value, Ryan Day, stock up. And present value, Michigan Wolverines, stock down. Future value, Michigan Wolverines. Harbaugh's been there five years now. He has gone out and found transfer quarterbacks and, you know, four- and five-star quarterbacks. Dylan McCaffrey is a quarterback most everybody wanted. Brandon Peters, quarterback most everybody wanted. Their top five. Brandon Peters was rated higher than Dwayne Haskins in high school. Brandon Peters now at Illinois. Played a cup of coffee at Michigan. Didn't perform. So the levels to today's developments. The rich get richer, Ohio State, Justin Fields, Ryan Day. The poor get poorer, Michigan, Jim Harbaugh, quarterback position. They are lost on offense. And I said... This past week on episode, I think it's episode 18 of the Spielman and Hooley podcast with Angelique Shangalis of the Detroit News, the whole recruitment of Josh Gaddis, the Michigan offensive coordinator, was a weird recruitment. Let's go back. Urban Meyer, how did Ryan Day land in Columbus? Well, Urban Meyer and Chip Kelly are buddies, and Ryan Day worked for Chip Kelly. And so Chip Kelly recommends Ryan Day to Urban Meyer, and Urban Meyer, the other guy, Kevin Wilson was the OC here. Ryan came as quarterback coach. Remember, he wasn't the offensive coordinator when he was hired. Urban made him serve a little bit of a proving ground for a year. Kevin Wilson, well, he coached against Urban. So Urban knew Kevin Wilson. Big Ten head coaches, Kevin Wilson at Indiana, Urban Meyer at Ohio State. So he knows Kevin Wilson. You got a relationship with the guys, right? Got a relationship. You know who they are. You know what they are. You know what they do. Got somebody to vouch for Ryan Day. Chip Kelly, good friend of mine, Chip Kelly. Well, you wouldn't steer me wrong on Ryan Day. No, of course not. Contrast that to Josh Gaddis and Harbaugh. Never worked together, ever. Did Josh Gaddis go in a room? Well, maybe he went in a room and he got the chalk out, Bruce. He got the whiteboard out and he wowed Harbaugh with a presentation. No, no, no. 
Harbaugh calls him on the phone. They talk for 20 minutes, and he goes, yeah, sure, you want the job? Cheers. An offensive coordinator. This is like proposing to a woman you meet on a five-minute date. And Michigan looks like a team in disarray. They don't know what they want to be. They're down 7 nothing today to Wisconsin. And they're on the goal line going in because, okay, you could say, well, that's good. They bounced back, Bruce. Now, did you see how they got inside the 10-yard line? Shea Patterson scrambles away from pressure on the first play. And this is, again, a contrast to Ohio State. Patterson scrambles away from pressure, and he actually makes a play. He didn't drop the ball. He didn't throw the ball away. Hit Ronnie Bell, not Ronnie Bass. He's in, remember, the Titans. Ronnie Bell on the right sideline. And Ronnie Bell has got like an eight-yard head start on the Wisconsin secondary. Until somebody threw like a sled full of lead on the back of Ronnie Bell's back. Because Wisconsin ran him down inside the five. Could you see that happening to K.J. Hill, Austin Mack, Ben Victor, Chris Olave? No. No. You could not see that happening because it doesn't happen. So, all right, well, Michigan, okay, they'll pound it in here. So they hand the ball to the fullback. Now, ask yourself, did Josh Gaddis, Mr. Wow, Mr. Spreadman, Coming up here from Alabama, did Josh Gaddis hand the ball to the fullback? No, of course not. Josh Gaddis, Alabama didn't have a fullback. <laughs> so, so you know Harbaugh's like, hey, hey, put the fullback in. Hand the fullback. The problem is the fullback is a guy they've been running since spring at defensive line, Ben Mason. And he fumbled. And Wisconsin recovered, and it was it was pretty much over right there. Wisconsin didn't take it 94 yards for a touchdown. They had the decency to wait another series before they handed the ball to Jonathan Taylor, and he left like the entire Michigan defense eating his exhaust. Uh, So let me give you a quick impression of Wisconsin because they are clearly the biggest threat to Ohio State at this point in time. Their offensive line's big and physical. I can't imagine they can move Ohio State around, but, and you know, maybe they can. Maybe they're really good. They got four new starters on the offensive line. Yeah, maybe they can. I don't know. Jonathan Taylor's a really good back. You can't let him get in the open field. He can break tackles. He looks to me, though, like a guy who takes his time at the line of scrimmage, and Ohio State does not allow that to translate into yardage. Ohio State's defenders get up the field. They change the line of scrimmage. They're not – I can't – envision Jonathan Taylor being patient in the hole and finding the kind of room he had today to run for, I think, 203 yards against Michigan. And he sat out the second quarter. He had 203 yards, and he sat out the end because it was a blowout. Man, that's bad for Michigan. That is bad for Michigan. I said Jack Cohn, their quarterback, is serviceable. He's better than Hornybrook. He's not special. Ohio State will put pressure on him. He will have to play turnover free to Wisconsin for Wisconsin to be in the game against Ohio State. Quintez Cephas helps them out wide. Danny Davis is a good flanker, and they always have good tight ends. Their defense, Wisconsin's defense, is better. Their secondary is physical, but, man, those Ohio State wide receivers are really, really going to test whoever plays them. As for Michigan, sometimes we look too deep for answers. Folks, here's the answer. Their talent's not very good. Their talent's not very good. I, I cannot figure it out, but their talent is not very good, and they don't play fast. They don't play with urgency. They don't play physical. 
They don't change the line of scrimmage. And as a result, they're 4-11 and against top 15 teams under Harbaugh. They're 0-8 on the road and in neutral site games against top 15 teams under Jim Harbaugh. And to make it worse, last year they at least held on to the ball. They didn't fumble the ball. They've already lost seven fumbles through three games this season. Last year they lost three. They've lost more than twice as many fumbles through four games as they lost all of last season. They have fumbled on their first possession and lost it in every game this year. You can't win football games that way. You cannot. And Harbaugh, he, to his credit, I will give the man credit, he didn't make any excuses after the game. Outplayed, outcoached, outschemed. Yes, you were. And I'm here to tell you, that is not an anomaly. Wisconsin is a better team. They have better talent. They play harder. They play faster. And they're better coached. And I'm stunned by that because I thought Jim Harbaugh would make the Ohio State-Michigan rivalry what it was when it was a glorious rivalry. It's been all one-sided for decades. All one-sided for Michigan in the 90s and all one-sided for Ohio State since the uh, turn of the millennium. If you want the ugly numbers on Harbaugh, He's 0-4, of course, against Ohio State. 1-9 against the top 10. 0-7 as an underdog. 1-6 on the road against ranked teams. Three of their last five games, they have lost by 21 or more points, which led to Charles Woodson, the uh, Heisman Trophy winner from Michigan by way of the state of Ohio. Uh, Charles Woodson, surprisingly, uh, not happy with what he saw out of his Michigan Wolverines today i'm sick about how michigan football looks right now and and i came here on this show man this is my first weekend on on big noon kickoff and i came here with high expectations for how my team was going to look in front of you guys and i'll be honest with you man i'm embarrassed mm-hmm. I'm, I'm embarrassed i'm embarrassed about that well why wouldn't he be why wouldn't a man be embarrassed i mean that was an embarrassing performance that was an utterly embarrassing performance by michigan And they are not a threat to Ohio State. Put that out of your mind. They are not a threat to Ohio State. Now, of course, I guess I feel like i got to say this every week because, you know, some people just love to dunk on people when you say something, you make a bold prediction, and then it doesn't happen. If Justin Fields gets hurt, obviously all bets are off. No disrespect to the chugger, Chris Chugginoff. But if Justin Fields gets hurt, all bets are off, okay? By the way, I thought of one other thing today, as if you need another piece of ammunition to tell your (laughs) Michigan friends how hopeless their future is, given the fact that Justin Fields has this year and next, given the fact that that shows that Ryan Day can identify a quarterback and develop a quarterback and Harbaugh cannot. Did you see what Joe Burrow did today? A guy who's not good enough... To start at Ohio State because, well, he got hurt. But, yeah, we had Dwayne Haskins. Joe Burrow today for LSU, 25 of 34, 398 passing yards, six touchdown passes for the uh, pride of the Plains. Uh, No LSU football players thrown for more touchdowns in a game than Joe Burrow did today because, of course, LSU had years where they probably didn't throw six touchdown passes. 
and he he was unbelievable today. So there you go. Our backup quarterback in years past is killing it, killing it at a top five LSU team. And Michigan is uh, muddling along with uh, Shea Patterson, and I, I certainly hope Dylan McCaffrey's okay because, boy, did he take a horrible shot there. Uh, I don't know what uh, – I don't know how Michigan could possibly rebound from that because that was horrible today. My guess for the rest of the season is Ohio State will beat Wisconsin in Ohio Stadium on October the 26th. It'll be a slugfest. Paul Christ is a very savvy, very smart football coach. He will learn a lot, and Ohio State will have to prove that in the Big Ten title game in Indianapolis because nobody in the West is going to knock Wisconsin out. So it's a twofer against Bucky the Badger this year. Injuries will play into it. You want to be healthy when you play them. My guess is Wisconsin's depth is not near what Ohio State's depth is. But the only thing standing between your Ohio State Buckeyes, my alma mater, and a college football playoff berth is the Wisconsin Badgers. Now, quick note on your uh, Cleveland Browns, but first I want to thank... My friends at West Jefferson Plumbing and Heating. Now, let me tell you, if you need anything in the plumbing realm, here's the real frustrating part. I ran into this a few years ago when I lived in Cleveland. You call a plumber and they're like, well, we're not going to come out uh, unless, you know, we know you're going to give us the job. Well, I want you to come out and give me an estimate. Well, you just can't get that done. West Jefferson Plumbing and Heating, easy to deal with. They show up when they're supposed to show up. They don't make you keep you waiting all day long. And on the heating and cooling side, fantastic Lennox products. Awesome Lennox products. Tell them you listened to the Spielman and Hooley podcast. Tell them you heard about West Jefferson Plumbing and Heating on the Spielman and Hooley podcast. They'll give you hundreds of dollars off a new high-efficiency Lennox heating and air conditioning unit. They are tremendous to deal with. Great people, West Jefferson Plumbing and Heating. 614-879-9606 or westjeffplumbingandheating.com. What about Sunday night football, Browns and Rams? Browns are decimated by injuries. Did you see today they put Christian Kirksey on injured reserve, they're a linebacker. He's out eight weeks. David Njoku, broken wrist. He's out eight weeks. Secondary's banged up. Demarius Randall is sitting this one out. Greedy Williams and Denzel Ward, both starting corners, missed practice on Thursday. Limited Friday. The Browns could be without their entire starting secondary as Morgan Burnett is limited as well at safety. So I, I wouldn't want to go in to play the Rams with uh, Brandon Cooks and Cooper Cup and all the weapons that they have with Todd Gurley at running back. Sunday night football, Rams and Browns. Uh, we'll see how that one goes. I think it's a must-win for the Browns because when you look at the rest of their schedule coming up, they're playing a bunch of teams that are undefeated at this point in time. You got to play the New England Patriots. Got to play the Seattle Seahawks. They got to play some really good football teams, and you cannot start zero and two at home. And look at that thirty-point loss to the Tennessee Titans. Man, the Tennessee Titans have hit the skid since then. I'd like to think it's because Baker Mayfield and the Browns really took it out of them. I'm not that dumb. I'm not that dumb. I'm not that optimistic. I'm afraid the Browns aren't that good. And if you lose your first two games at home, you're going to have a hard time making the playoffs. Well, you got to play the Baltimore Ravens in a couple of weeks. That's not good. So Browns and Rams, Spiels and I will be reacting to Browns and Rams on Monday. I mean, what can you say? The Ohio State route, who, maybe they're over 70 points by now. It was 63-5 to five when I sat down to do this podcast. We appreciate you listening to us. Please go to pleasereviewmypodcast.com, search Spielman and Hooley, or check it in the show notes at the bottom of the podcast, and you can find the link. Review the podcast. It really helps us review uh, if you review the podcast. We appreciate you listening. We try to do these immediate reaction podcasts, and Chris sends his regrets. He really wanted to be a part of it today. He couldn't be because of Fox production meetings. Fox pays the bills. You know that. you got to 
do what the Fox people say. He'll have the Lions and the Eagles tomorrow. Hopefully we get that here. Bengals against the Bills. We'll react to all that. Are you the parent or grandparent of a high school senior? Or a, yeah, just now starting your senior year, looking to take senior pictures. Man, have you priced that? Whoo! Well, good news for you. Flashes O Fun will take your senior pictures in affordable fashion. You say, well, I, I don't want to mess that up. Yeah, well, Flashes of Fun, their photographs have been viewed over 1.8 million times on Unsplashed, which is an internet website where they go, they look at photos, and they say, hey, I like that photo. Of all the free photos out there, I like that photo. I'm going to use it in my advertising. 1.8 million times. What does that tell you about Flashes of Fun and how good they are at what they do? They'll do pet pictures. Great birthday gift, great anniversary gift. They'll do a session with you, your family, senior pictures, you name it, they can do it. Flashesofun.com or on Instagram at flashesof, no, uh, no of, o, flashesofun.com. So that'll do it for the podcast. Have a great Saturday night, an easy Buckeye victory. Michigan is in the dumper. We'll talk about all of it with Spiels on Monday. Thanks for listening and enjoy your weekend.